Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career? But you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnot. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. Welcome to episode 100 of Teachers in Transition, the podcast and the YouTube channel. This is a big deal because when I started this podcast back in April of 2019, I had no idea that I would be able to be consistent and to stick with the podcast all the way through 100 episodes. So I am thrilled to be speaking today to the folks that are choosing to listen. And I know you're out there because I'm talking to people uh, every week who tell me that they've been listening to the podcast. So thank you for listening. If you have listened before, you know that I alternate topics each week. Uh, Oh, and I'm Kitty Boytnot, by the way, the owner of Boytnot Coaching and the founder of Teachers in Transition. I alternate topics each week in the podcast and on the YouTube channel. One week, I speak to stress management strategies, and then on alternating weeks, I speak to career transition strategies because I am a primarily a heart-centered career transition and job search coach specializing in working with teachers who are experiencing burnout and are ready to look for alternative ways to make a living. I am also a certified stress management coach, and it is no accident that burnout and stress are coupled. They go together. Uh, Stress can build over time to the point where it manifests itself as burnout, and that's what led me to become certified as a stress management coach. I had been going through a stressful period in my own life, both professionally and personally, And I decided to study stress and learn as much as I could about how to mitigate it and manage it more proactively and effectively. I ultimately became certified and started doing stress management workshops for teachers. And I am, in fact, planning an ongoing webinar presentation that I'll be advertising in the upcoming weeks that you can listen to and take away tips from on how to better manage your stress as we enter this 
ending, you know, I don't even know whether it really is the ending phase of the school year. Who knows what school divisions are going to decide about how to blend summer into the spring in order to try to catch kids up as we get back into some sort of in-person learning situation. So I hesitate to say that these tips are for the end of the year months and weeks. Uh, Ordinarily, they would be offered as strategies for coping with the extra stress of the spring and uh, early summer of the school year calendar. Um, Because if you're a teacher, you know, every year, right around spring break time, everything gears up into hyperdrive as you prepare for the end of the school year. There's testing and there's pre-testing and then testing and then post-testing. There's all the paperwork, all the reports that have to be done, the report cards that have to be completed, the conferences with parents and the endless, endless meetings that you have with your administrators. And it all takes up so much of your time that you hardly have time for yourself or your family or taking care of your health. And as that stress builds up, you can easily go directly from being simply overstressed and overwhelmed. I shouldn't have used simply from feeling stressed and overwhelmed to feeling totally burnt out and done and ready to make a career change. So this week, I want to talk about the first of seven strategies that I have thought a lot about and have decided are appropriate tools and tips for approaching stress in um, in your work day or work week or in, in the upcoming months that are going to be part of the ending of the school year. So the first tip, there's seven tips. I'm going to be touching on this each of the seven in the next weeks. Uh, you know, again, I'll be alternating between career transition and stress management. So technically the next seven tips will take the next 14 weeks to cover completely. But like I said, I'll be advertising shortly a new webinar presentation that you can register for that will be free, that will cover all seven strategies in the event that you'd be interested in learning more about them and having some of the resources available to you sooner rather than later. So the first tip that I want to recommend to you is to mind your mindset. Now, we've all become aware, I think, of the movement toward mindfulness in our society. There is a a push toward being aware of what's going on in in our thoughts and how we can manage our health by managing our thoughts and making our thoughts more positive and more productive. Um, And so managing your mindset, minding your mindset is the first critical piece that I think is important in approaching stress in your day-to-day life. I want you to consider challenging your negative thinking. 
So what I mean by that is catch yourself anytime you start to think, I just can't do this. This is too much. I I, I hate so-and-so. I'm overwhelmed with such and such. Stop, stop, stop yourself. Catch yourself and reframe. You can do it. You may not like doing it, but you can do it. So never tell yourself that you can't. And if you truly feel like you can't, then ask for help, which is another one of the tips for later on. But if you truly feel that you can't manage tasks at work, you can't keep up with the workload, you can't do whatever, if you truly feel that way, as opposed to just sort of venting with yourself about I can't is really I don't want to, then catch yourself, reframe, and consider how you might be able to break down some of the tasks that you're trying to undertake and chunk them into smaller, more bite-sized pieces so that you're better able to do what needs to be done. Uh, Zig Ziglar is famous for having said, Positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. So consider that turning things around, reframing, changing your paradigm, the way you look at something can help tremendously as you mind your mindset. So be aware of your thoughts. Start paying attention You know, often we think thousands of thoughts a day. We give little thought to what those thoughts are telling us or what they're doing to us. Negative thoughts on a regular basis will wind up making you feel negative and cynical and sad and even depressed. And once you become aware of your thoughts and you stop them, and turn them around before you've let the negatives sink into your your body, you'll start to feel better. Now, this takes practice. It's not something that happens overnight. You have to really be committed to paying attention to what it is that you're thinking. But I promise you, it is totally liberating. Being able to catch yourself in your negative thinking is totally liberating. Consider that thoughts become things. So why not make your thoughts good things so that you can create good things in your life? Better health, a better attitude, a better outlook, because that's what it's really all about, creating a better, more positive outlook so that you do feel like you can manage whatever is thrown your way. One of of my recommendations and and what I'll talk about in the webinar presentation that's coming up shortly, uh, I recommend that you read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. You can get it from the bookstore, even the library, buy it off of Amazon, wherever you get your books. It's well worth the price of the book. If you haven't read it, please do. If you have read it, 
I recommend that you go back and reread it because it'll give you that extra boost that you need. But basically, the four agreements can help you to completely reset your mindset and create a different attitude about what you're dealing with and how you're approaching your life. So the first agreement is to be impeccable in your word. Now, the word impeccable means perfect. So when when he's talking about being impeccable in your word, he means to be careful about the words that you choose. Say what you mean and mean what you say instead of being loose with your word. And think in terms of not only being kind and positive in your words to other people, which we don't have that much trouble with usually, but to also be kind and thoughtful about the words you use in talking to yourself, which we aren't always very careful about. In fact, we tend to be, we would say more cruel, ugly things to ourselves than we would ever think to say to anyone else. It's a part of human nature, I guess. But that's why it's so important for you to start catching yourself. Catch that negative thought. Catch yourself in not being impeccable in your word and turn it around. Become impeccable in your word. Secondly, he says, don't take anything personally. And this is hard. Most of us tend to think that everything, every slight, every, you know, Action is about us, and frankly, we are seeing examples of it all the time on social media where people have total meltdowns because they think that everything is about them, they take everything personally. Don't do that, he says. That people, other people are thinking about you far less than you think they are thinking. And so, even if someone is impolite or rude to you, don't take that personally. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about how they're they're having a bad day. They don't even see you, the real you. You're just in the way of their getting what they want. So it's about them. It's not about you. So don't take anything personally. He also reminds us not to make assumptions. You know, human beings are, are notorious for wanting to fill voids. So when we don't know something, we tend to make stuff up. We do it all the time. If we have a friend who's acting oddly and she won't confide in us, we start making up stuff. She must be feeling this way or she must be doing this or she must be talking to so-and-so behind my back. None of that is probably true, even if it is true. So what? So don't make assumptions. Ask questions so that you know what you're dealing with. Find out. Don't assume that you know anything. Ask questions. Get information. Be curious instead of thinking you know everything about everybody. And finally, the fourth agreement is always do your best. And frankly, if you're doing your best, nothing else really matters, does it? If you're doing the best you can, then forget about the rest. Just 
do the best you can and don't expect yourself to be perfect or to be uh, to be able to do everything all at once. You can do everything, maybe just not all at once. So be kinder to yourself. Cut yourself some slack. Pay attention to what you're thinking and reframe your thoughts so that you have a more positive attitude. And then as you approach the end of the year activities, instead of allowing yourself to get sucked into the negative spiral, you can approach things with a much more more positive attitude. You can remind yourself that you can get everything done. You may not be able to get it all done in one day, but that's okay. Take whatever assignment you have and chunk it down. If you have a deadline and you can't meet the deadline, then readjust the deadline with your superior and tell them you'll get it in as quickly as you can, period. Most deadlines are more flexible than you think anyway. Often people will set a deadline earlier than the deadline actually is because they're preparing for the procrastinators. So the deadline may not be as final as, They want you to think it is. Do the best you can, but don't expect yourself to be able to do better than your best. Now, that's not to say we don't work to improve ourselves, but I'm just saying you need to give yourself a break. Cut yourself some slack. Teachers in general are harder on themselves than just about any other group of people I know. They take on their own stuff and everybody else's stuff. And it becomes a burden that eventually you cannot carry any longer. If you want to finish this school year feeling more positive, then you need to start adjusting your mindset now. So mind your mindset, check your attitude, start reframing your negative thoughts And take a look at the four agreements. I think you'll find the book and the the suggestions to be particularly insightful and encouraging and inspirational. And that's the message for today. Have a wonderful week. I hope you have uh, continue to stay safe wherever you are. Be kind to one another. And most importantly of all, be kind to yourself. I'll see you next week. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.